consider yourself under my protection. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that off, what are you? What's but a smile on that face? I'm touching myself tonight. How could a woman possibly fight you? this? There are two things I want to do. I want an American cheeseburger. Ah, 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 ah. Ah. Network. What's up, guys, and welcome to the DC vs. Marvel podcast, where we talk about the latest DC and Marvel movie news. My name is Urz, and I'm your regular DC fanboy. And once again, mm-hmm. in the red corner is my boy, Eds, uh, representing Marvel Comics. How you doing, bro? What up? We are back. Yes. Sorry we left you. Yes, yes. So I've been I've been away for a, a couple of weeks. So um, yeah, we just it's holiday holiday season. You know, <laughs> that's yeah, a thing, man. That is a thing. But yeah, just um, it, it's just really weird. Like you know, when you get older, it's not got the same feels when you're when you're a kid. Like you know, when you go on holiday oh. and you just like the excitement of this and the excitement of getting on the plane and just, just got like, no you know, responsibility. You're the one who has to watch the clock and hear the call outs <laughs> for the plane and do all that stuff. You can just enjoy the experience. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just like, you know, just just the excitement of, uh, you know, just just getting on there and, you know, be, even like being on a plane now, like unless it's like a good quality kind of, uh, you know, uh, company or whatever. Yeah. Like, and, Emirates. you know, yeah. You know, British Airways is like gone terrible. <laughs> just so awful, like really, really bad. Yeah, just you don't you don't want to go on that. But anyway, um, I don't I don't want to don't want to go on too much about that because it's fortunate to go on holiday anyway. You know, because <laughs> a lot yeah. of people can't do it. Man. I ain't so, been anywhere in years. Exactly, exactly. So I don't I don't want to I don't want to be too much about that. So guys, we got a lot of stuff to talk about there today. Um, we've got the latest uh, goings on in uh, in DC world with the uh, the Batgirl directors coming out and and saying a few things uh matt reeves and his uh and his new contract um eds is going to be reviewing uh she hulk um because Didn't see it. it's for some reason it's content locked over there so i couldn't, so couldn't, wow. couldn't like see anything um so even with a vpn i was doing like uh static ip vpn and yeah. it was like you could watch a few minutes and then it would go off and then come back and i was like oh, i don't know but the few minutes that i did watch made me kind of think do i really want to actually sit down and watch the rest of it uh but yeah we'll we'll, we'll see what ed's uh ed's has got to say about that um and yeah and uh and a few other things going on there as well man so uh let's get into kind of like what the big news has been kind of over here and uh and i apologize to international um viewers but this uh listeners and viewers well maybe viewers but <laughs> we're kind of like working on that view thing there at the moment yeah uh, i've been i've been dragging okay. my heels on that really <laughs> but um but yeah like the um the the news over here the basically regal cinemas who are the who are the owner of uh of cineworld um which has loads of cinemas over in the uk um oh is... no this is in the states as well cinemas yeah yeah no that's what i'm saying like regal owns cineworld and yeah. they're apparently they own all over the world like you know they've got they've got cinemas like all over the world yeah. man they're like um apparently the parent company is four billion in debt like four billion pounds as well not four billion not four billion dollars but four billion pounds in debt right um and i basically when once i kind of saw this news i went into like a bit of a rabbit hole to kind of 
find out like what was going on with the accounts and stuff like that and uh i could bore you guys to death about that but it's basically like um 2020 screwed everyone over yeah yeah but also as well like um their business model just got basically worse and worse right so as like um you know there was this thing a while back where disney was saying like we want a bigger percentage and we want to kind of keep it keep our like big stuff in the cinemas kind of less mm. so it used to be like a 45 day and then they dropped it from a 45 day they wanted like 42 days um and they wanted a higher percentage um of the uh of the box office but also at the same time they wanted like the first day takings they wanted like 80 percent of the first day takings and stuff um and that was coming around the around bulls. end game time the bulls on these people Oh, the, oh, the company. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. That's the thing. Imagine being such a big company that you could just go and say to somebody, like, <laughs> you got to accept yeah. these shitty We terms. want it. We didn't have any it's... hand in making it, but we still want most of that profit off of it. No. Yeah, well, that's... No, no, no. I'm talking the other way around. We Disney the made cinemas. it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Disney made it, but the cinema's saying we didn't put any money towards it, but we want so much no. more of the money. No, 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 no. Oh, Disney was asking for that. Yes. Oh. The other way around. Right. Oh. So that's so what I'm saying is, is that basically like when Endgame kind of came out, they were, this oh. is when the news is coming around <laughs> that basically like Disney were asking for pretty much 80% of the first day takings. They wanted a much smaller window. And this is affecting kind of all cinemas, right? And, um, and they had to take it. They had basically had to accept it because that was the that was the only way of, of kind of you know getting to because you can't say like oh we're not going to put Endgame in the cinema right you have that to that was their perfect time to... to do that get in contact with all the other cinema chains say we got to band together on this we can't let them push us around like this and then they should have just said yeah you're the one that's going to lose all this money from what you made spent to produce this but they didn't yeah but it just takes Cowards. one it just takes Cowards. one chain it just takes one chain to say no right and then there it's like everybody's gonna flock to that one cinema that is showing the, yeah, in the middle know, the of Endgame. idaho somewhere like no, I wouldn't <laughs> so so yeah so basically like as a result of that a lot of these companies kind of change their business models so like um amc uh cinemas and stuff they started doing more of these kind of like um uh kind of special souvenirs so you know like in america you can buy a thing like if you go to thor you can get like um a um like a, a, a kind of popcorn cup and it's yeah. basically like a like a, a hammer like a, like Mjolnir's yeah, yeah, hammer yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. um or you could buy like a you know like a, a captain america shield kind of popcorn cup and stuff and and they basically got into that the souvenirs um which basically pay, people bought like crazy um because you know what it because it's limited edition right yeah. um in other countries they decided to go for the thing which is like let's try and get people doing a, a subscription model which is kind of like you know basically you pay every month and then yeah. you know you end up and coming and seeing and then enticing them to come in for the big films but then when they come in like basically sting them like crazy with this super expensive food and stuff like that yeah, yeah. um and just get them to spend as much as possible the problem is um is when you do a subscription model right a lot of people like like at gyms don't turn up like all the time it's kind of yeah. just like they quietly pay the subscription and once you get like these studios saying oh, we want more of the profit 
then actually they're making less and less because they want people to come in and buy the snacks and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, so somehow, I don't know how they got 4 billion in debt, but that was kind of like the spiral that they ended up going round and round and round, man. And I actually, I, I went to, um, I went to cinema like a, a couple of days ago um, when I got back and, um, and basically like, um, I have the subscription card thing and they're like, Oh yeah, because you're a subscription card holder, you get a free popcorn and, um, and, and, a, and a drink. Right. And I'm just thinking you guys are 4 billion in debt and giving out people like yeah. free, free, like, what's the matter with you? But um, the reason why I wanted to talk about it is I thought it's quite interesting to see like, if the, if the cinema in that kind of way dies, what, yeah. I, what are we going to end up seeing? Because we were kind of thinking that, you know, they want to, they want to get the big stuff in there to, to draw the people in. Right. I've spoken on this before. We're going to end up with cinema chains owned by the big studios. Yeah. There's going to be a Disney studio chain where only Disney films are shown. There'll be a Paramount Warner cinema chain where only their films are shown. That's like the inevitable future. If it keeps going this way. They just have their own ones, and then they they can control everything, get everything to yeah. themselves. Or even more mad, they could open like a <laughs> they can open like a a certain section of like a new section of Disney World or something, and yeah. basically you have to you have to fly over there to go and, go watch in their hundred yeah. cinema, like uh, you know hundred multiplex cinema, whatever. Uh, yeah, you have to go to Paramount World and Warner Netflix Brothers World Plex. and <laughs> Netflix Plex. Yeah, um, it's just yeah, just absolutely, uh, absolutely crazy to to be thinking about what could actually happen with that man. I was actually looking today and I was thinking, right, is there any, is there anything on that the average person would want to go and see in the cinema? And it's just like stuff like this is this is the summer, right? It's maybe blockbusters and stuff, but it's like um you know we got stuff like fisherman's friends the the return uh yeah, orphan orphan two always oh, um did you know that? orphan two bullet train was there at bullet train i thought was i i liked but it it's, it's not gonna be one yeah. of those things that tons of people are gonna Dude, flock to dragon ball z is number one in the states man that is crazy that that after all this time something i watched when i was a kid can <laughs> come back and still be number one instead of and that's the thing, like Dragon Ball Z is still like, you know, doing it here as well. But I was looking at the timings and it's like, it's, it's well, there's one at like six o'clock and one at eight o'clock. And it's like, but kids want to watch that, right? That, you know, you obviously like got a new generation of kids who are watching this. So, but you're restricting it to the adult geeks who watched it when they were kids at like that six o'clock time. It's just like bizarre, man. I just thinking like what kind of wasteland it would be. It'll be a mad place to like film like zombie apocalypse films if all these cinemas (laughs) like like basically get destroyed. But yeah, it just it'll be it'll be a sad day, man. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with these uh, with these things, man. So, dude, more TV shows in the cinema. Game of Thrones, House of Dragons needs needs to be shown weekly in the cinemas. People will go to that shit. Oh, they'll definitely go to it. They'll I know they're doing the first two episodes of um, the Lord of the Rings in the cinemas. I don't know what cinemas are showing it. In. Oh, okay, that. okay. Yeah. They need to. They need to do more like event stuff like that. I think yeah. things like it's concerts and sports events, MMA, and, UFC. Yeah, 
I think people would go if there was a pay-per-view in a cinema and go watch it. That's the kind of thing that I would do because it's like, I've been to like sports bars and stuff when there's like a, you know, like a big event on. And it's like, I hate being in places where there's loads of people and you might have to interact with somebody. (laughs) So so I'd rather just sit there and be around loads of people, but actually be like, okay, fine. You know, we're not friends afterwards or whatever. (laughs) Like that, that would be absolutely ideal, man. So, uh, one of the reasons why you know um, a lot of the cinema kind of stuff is dying there as well is, is the streaming thing. So we've we've had quite a few um, streaming shows that have been going on. And one, obviously, the, the the big one there at the moment is um, is Sandman. She-Hulk. <laughs> oh come on now, come on now. Is she? We'll come to She-Hulk in a minute. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. We'll, I thought we'll you were setting that. me up. Okay, is She-Hulk? No, 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 no. We're gonna stand. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Sandman because there's a little more. <laughs> <laughs> little prologue so, that we got so yeah so we had um we had another um episode of um uh, of sandman that kind of was um was released which is basically got um it's kind of got two parts there to it with the the calliope story and also the uh, the the cats um the cat story did um the both of those stories i i kind of thought was um was a bit weird in the comic books especially the cat one the life life of cats kind of thing because that just i don't know just that is from the mind of somebody who has cats right and yeah. kind of thinking to themselves <laughs> what do these cats? it'd be interesting to see mo has cats right so yeah i'd be yep. interested to know what he would think of an episode that's like that. what i was looking forward to but he hadn't watched it yet so okay yeah it, it, because basically it'd be like you know if he's um a lot of people who have cats kind of think that cats are like super intelligent and they know like certain things and like cats are aloof they're not they're like dogs they're not assholes, like friendly to you. <laughs> i like cats but they're awesome it's true man a cat comes up to you for food and it's like yep. rub my belly and now piss off basically that's yep, what a yep. cat does you know what i mean um a dog is more like a friend but kind of like um the the cats thing in the comic book i always thought was a bit weird um the calliope thing though calliope yeah always uh interested me in the in the books and it was something that me and my friend actually made a a, a similar kind of story cool. we made like a, a script off um in uh in university um and our one was basically like um an alien that crashed i think i told you this before anyway oh, yeah, an alien did. crash lands to earth and basically there's this guy who's like an uh he's like the head of a of a software company but um and his kind of company's losing out to IBM and Microsoft like in the 80s right mm. so what then happens is is that he finds this alien he brings him back but then he finds out that basically he goes to the alien ship and there's this mad technology in it and something flips in his brain and he's like I can use this tech to bring my company back up. Common common sense. Common sense, right? (laughs) What else do you give it to the government so they can make (laughs) more weapons? Come on. But then basically the um the the alien doesn't uh you know doesn't really like want to give him the technology so he basically tortures the alien to give him the tech and all that kind of stuff. So the the story in the Sandman is is similar, but in the in the if you read the book, it's kind of different. Like in the in the show it's like basically there's a writer who 
um, who has uh, has got his muse in effect, and there's an original guy who's got her as as his muse, but he gets so old that basically he says to this new guy who's kind of like his apprentice, yeah, says you know take her, keep her in your you know attic or whatever, uh, do you know do like horrendous things there to her and then basically you'll get inspiration right so um it, it seems a lot like i think neil gaiman's kind of maybe his mindset's changed a bit and stuff like that because that's quite a horrific story in the um in the comic books and the most horrific part about it is when dream comes to like save her it's like he does it out of duty rather than being like okay um i'm happy that you're saved it's like I did get the sense that yeah they were trying to make this version of Morpheus a little more um likable, slightly more human, in that sense. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to really kind of connect with him when he was as cold as he was in some of the other depictions of him. Yeah, because he's he's meant to be like just you know, uh, it, it's it's difficult to kind of make him be yeah. like a nice guy. He's always in everything like you know been a been a bit of a kind of nasty geezer but the thing that i like about this is because if they've got her story then hopefully if there is a season two we're going to get orpheus's story uh in there as well um and that's an absolute fantastic story like you know that uh that also links to joanna constantine as well so you know they're kind of i i guess kind of they want to they want to they want to push that as the series as well. I did enjoy so, especially the is there a debate on how to pronounce her name? Because yeah, Calliope is always what I've heard. You were saying yeah, in the um yeah, so Calliope is in the is in the audiobook, isn't it? Um and yeah, Calliope, I guess. Um so, I whenever know. I've heard you ancient the greek pronunciation of it yeah that's usually how it's it's probably the proper pronunciation is what you're saying what you're saying right Ooh, um oh, you know nice. kind of like constantine constantine right yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know what yeah, yeah, yeah. we got there at the moment caribbean so. or caribbean which is it i don't even know what i'm from <laughs> I guess you got to ask somebody from there, right? <laughs> you know what I mean. You got to say, well, how do you, how do, you, how do you call it? It's like I, you know, I've been in, you know, I've been abroad for the past week, and you, like, you know, if you say Turkey to somebody, that's like, what is that? It's it's Turkey, basically, is the way to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so what did you, what did you think of these episodes? Obviously, you, you've like, you know, listened to the audiobook and all that kind of stuff there. As Were well, these and... stories in the audiobook? Yeah, so I yeah, don't remember the, them. It's weird. The cat, um, really the cat one and the um, the, the audio book is I mean, basically follows the yeah you know, the, the things there. And the cats one, the cats one is in the in they're both in the first one, um, but the the cats one is really the most boring story on that audio book, yeah. right? Um, and and it's really difficult to try and get it to be like you know be good in anything even in the even in the in the graphic novels i just pretty much skipped across it basically yeah. right so yeah. I um, it was fine the the cat one for you know it's kind of interesting nice little short story it wasn't didn't go on too long which i'm thankful it wasn't like if it was 30 minutes and i would have been like oh god come on but yeah the clapper one oh, i actually really enjoyed it and i get why they kept it separate from the rest of the show because it does kind of just have its own narrative even though morpheus is in it it does kind of feel out of place in where they would have put it in the main show so yeah it makes sense that they would have held this back and make it a little bonus 
but I, I did like it. I like how it, it could have been a lot darker. And I think a lot of the, the that's be my only like a critique on this Sandman show. Besides the fact that it looks cheaper than it really should be, considering what they spent, it it should be a lot darker. I think they got a little scared to they pulled too many punches. Well, that's the thing we were saying last time. Is like this is this says eighteen on it, right? Mm. <laughs> it's, you kind of think uh, for an eighteen, it should be like it, in the in the comic books. It's kind of like there's just like one panel basically where mm. you know where where he's doing stuff, and it's like man, this is kind of shocking. But I think it's quite difficult to show in a show just like how you're going to show one panel kind of thing and then it you know then it kind of disappear um i think it's quite difficult to to kind of show something like that and make it you know uh you know make it like that so um i i don't know the the the, the way that obviously it's like um did you hear what um gaming said during the week what was it was his people saying? some guy people tweeted him about season two and he says he's not sure it's going to happen Purely because it's so expensive or something. Yeah, he says I, I it's so expensive and they need to see how it performs across a full month before Netflix will green, green light the season two. And you think, really? Was it that expensive? It just Where is it? Where did that money go? Like, Get a different director then if you do get a season two because whoever yeah, you got ran away with a bunch of that money. <laughs> I'm yeah. seeing all of it. Especially I think after someone... watching the Game of Thrones show, and I'm thinking, damn, I could see every penny on this one. And that one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, sometimes like, you know, you'll get somebody who would be like, "Oh, I can bring this to life." But so, say like Neil, you know, Neil Gaiman's like, "Oh, I can bring this to life," but I need this person, this person, this person, and then when that those people come in, they're like, "Oh yeah, I need like a hundred grand a minute or something, something like that," you know, to do these kind of things. I still kind of look back sometimes when I look at people's contracts and think, "Man, this is like, you know, like when when um, they were doing Friends and they were like." you know a million dollars an episode yeah. kind of thing back in the 90s you know what i mean yeah. you're just thinking man these guys were each on a, on a million an episode and this Plus thing was residuals. on like every single day it was yeah, like still getting like, paid exactly <laughs> exactly and you just think and you just think well if they get paid that amount then people now must be kind of you know wanting to get paid you know a certain amount but i totally agree with you like it feels kind of like okay mcavoy was in it for example and you know you had like you had like you know other uh, other people there in it who were like big named actors or whatever then you'd be like okay fine you know maybe they're to pay them a certain amount or whatever but pretty much the whole cast is like no name people you know what i mean or or people who have maybe got famous off of one series or one film or whatever so i don't i don't know where the money's gone neil gaiman's probably like pocketing an absolute crap load <laughs> to be honest maybe if he takes a little bit less it will be uh you know it'll be uh, uh, you know be a bit better so yeah it'll be interesting to see if it comes back for a second series oh, um uh, sorry, we didn't even mention that it something that we i didn't even realize but i had to read an article to point it out is that the lucifer show technically fits in perfectly with the story of because it is a spin-off of the 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 same lucifer from sandman which yeah. blew my mind so when she goes missing or the she in this version of it yeah 
then the Lucifer show is what she gets up to when she leaves, which is hilarious to me to think. Yeah, <laughs> it would actually be co- because the thing is, it's like when you look in the in the graphic novels there as well. The the initial one, which is the one when he goes and does, uh, you know, does the the the, the, the rap battle and all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? <laughs> um, basically, when he when he goes and does when uh, Dream goes and does that, that one is a very kind of like um androgynous looking mm. kind of uh you know kind of uh loose foot right and then when it comes to to later on and um there is that thing when when lucifer's like i'll cut my wings off i want to give up the hell and all that kind of stuff right that's clearly a bloke right that's yeah. obviously a bloke um and it's like you know um they could kind of it would be hilarious if they did kind of morph it to make it look like okay this is yeah. this is turning more and more into that guy tom something he's called i think is he tom something i don't yeah. i don't can't remember he's a british actor anyway but um i'm i'm sure he'd be up for it of like of like going oh, yeah. in and things like that so um so let's uh just stick with some quick news on dc there as well there was um there was a, a Batman animated film that was meant to be coming out um, on HBO Max there as well called Batman the Cape Crusader that was basically meant to be, um, you know, the original Batman in the 40s, right? Uh, that Black kind Lion. of, yeah, that kind of, that kind of, um, the original comic book with the oh, really yeah, super yeah, the really pointy, pointy ears and all that yeah. kind of that. It was meant to be like that to kind of give more lore to um, Matt Reeves's Batman. And that's meant to be on HBO Max. It now is still coming out, but is not going to be on, on any Warner Brothers or, um, or HBO platform. It's just going to, we don't know where it's coming out. It's just coming out somewhere random i don't get these deals man i do not understand how <laughs> they somehow make more money by not keeping it for themselves and putting it somewhere it's just weird and and the thing is i the only reason why i knew about this because i thought um basically i saw a report in the hollywood reporter that it was you know it was going to be taken off hbo max and stuff and then i saw an advert today from the company saying oh we're looking for any talented colorists who want to work on work on this and i'm thinking you guys are advertising through facebook for somebody wow. to get color animate um, Batman and, and, show. <laughs> and i did and i did kind of google and say like okay how do, how do you become a colorist i think could i do this in the evening or something in my spare time just to get credit <laughs> on a on an animated batman show um but yeah that i don't know what is what is going on with that but it's just the weird and wonderful world I say wonderful, but just weird world of what happens in DC nowadays. You know what I mean? So um, let's jump off DC there for the moment and jump to Marvel's She-Hulk, right? Um, the most anticipated uh, yeah. <laughs> show by Ed's. <laughs> um, Am I so still moving on your screen? Because you've frozen for me. I can still hear you. Uh, yeah, you're moving. Okay, that's fine. Then. Your hands coming in and out of focus, but yeah, you are right, you are right. uh, moving around. So, yeah, what um, you watched the first episode? I watched some of it, kind of in and out. Uh-huh. Um, but I, just by watching it, I kind of just got the feel this is not for me. Um, and you know, well, going into this, watching the trailers, yeah, we were unanimous in that this did not look good. I wasn't looking forward to this, figured it wasn't going to be for me. You know, I kind of get what they were going for. There's Ali McBill 
comedic vibe, female oriented. But I was like, yeah, I'll give it a go. And I and maybe because my expectations were so low, I didn't hate it. Us. <laughs> okay, Strangely, okay. I did not hate it. And even okay. the even the CG on She-Hulk wasn't as bad as it looked. I don't know whether it's just the effect of just watching it more than five minutes and you just get used to it. Mm-hmm. But even that just didn't look as bad. And I was like, yeah, I get that. It's not, you know, it's not re- revolutionizing the world, reinventing the world, whatever. It's yeah, I like, you know, I like the actress. She's really good. My only biggest gripe is I I'm more and more I'm starting to go. I'm I'm leaning towards your side of I'm kind of done with this smart Hulk. <laughs> this this version of him. I need the rage back. I need the out of control Hulk back. I miss. The real yeah. incredible Hulk. You know, he was fine what we got of him in this, but yeah, I want I want the old Hulk back. But beyond, think, beyond that, the show wasn't bad. It wasn't okay, that bad. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I sometimes think like, you know, when, when we watch these kind of things, uh, you know, despite the production and all that kind of stuff and what people are expecting, um, we've been spoiled a bit with tv shows over the past maybe oh, yeah. five ten years right oh, you know yeah. the, the uh, you know the game of thrones obviously the marvel stuff there you know real high quality kind of tv like you know what you know when i was a kid you'd never get great high quality stuff and i kind of think to myself sometimes maybe we've got to sit back a bit and say this is a tv show right yes and it's like not to expect the level of stuff that you would get on a film um but also be like okay this is meant to be like you know if i said to somebody oh what's your favorite episode of adam mcbill right i mean i probably watched every single one i just because it was yeah. on tv right Same. but i can't think of one episode that i'd be like no, yeah man I. I only remember that dancing baby that annoying dancing oh. baby that she kept seeing all the time so and I that was from. because it was in every single episode, yeah. right? But if I, if, you know, but if he said to anybody, unless they were diehard Ali McBeal fans, what's your favorite episode? Probably nobody could mention one, although they'll say, I did enjoy the show kind of overall. Mm. I think maybe this is what this is kind of like is like, yeah. okay, yeah, I enjoy the show, but I can't think of one episode that I'd be like, man, that was outstanding crazy kind of thing to you know to to watch and stuff like that um i but, mean any but yeah. come back to what you were saying about the effects even they like the hulk in this he holds up with the cinematic versions mm. of him because i guess they've already got that information on the computer it's already been you know sculpted so it's easier to bring it across she's the newer one but she, like i said she really want you watch it she really doesn't look that bad that there are some shots she just looks great it's just slightly awkward with the movements, I guess. Maybe that's the critique of it, the motion. Yeah. Of it. But no, nah, it's it's a pleasant. Tatiana Maslany is really good. Like she really carries this whole show. I, I'd be interested to know from the you know from the demographic that they're targeting whether it is you know I purposely have gone on YouTube and watched female reactors watching this and seeing what their reaction is, and they mm. seem to be loving it. Yeah, interestingly. I mean, like, you know, there, uh, there's there's obviously still a market for a lot of this stuff. Like, you know, I, I didn't even know, but like um, Sex in the City apparently came back, 
recently right um and obviously there's people watching it and stuff like that and and there is definitely still a you know market for these kind of things so there must be people just like yeah you know what i'm i'm enjoying this i'm liking this and the thing is uh, we always yeah not to cut you off but even saying that it wasn't even so far obviously Mm. you know it's only right the very beginning but so far, it didn't even lean that heavy into that sort of stuff. There is there was one moment where she kind of laid on it, the fact that, yeah, I'm used to having to deal with emotions because that's how women live, you know? It's that turbulence that we have inside of us. So I guess that may be why, you know, she doesn't struggle with it like he did. But beyond that, yeah, there was it wasn't heavy-handed so far. Yeah. Could change, but so far. Yeah. Um, from what I saw, I basically saw about probably about seven, eight minutes of it um some of the dialogue was a little bit kind of clunky here and there and i don't know whether that's because you know um i i don't know how quickly this thing was made and and kind of like you know launched off and stuff like that but um i'm kind of finding like some of these shows that seem to be produced during the pandemic Mm. is kind of like are they you can see like some of them like they'll go and they'll show like one person one of the actors and that actor will be speaking and then it will be like they'll go and show the other actor and it's kind of like they seem to stitch the two things together maybe like they're in different studios or they're not together or something um and it just it just feels a little bit weird from that but i kind of i can't i would give it a pass for that if it was you know if it if it was that but um I'll be interested to know where it goes. There's so many people like speculation, man. Be like, okay, this is leading up to World War Hulk, but you need to, I, you need to get rid of Ruffalo if you're doing that yeah, because nah, yeah. he's killed, he's killed that character for me, man. He's, I don't, I don't want him anywhere near the Hulk if they're doing that. Um, just you know, turn him, turn him back into Ed Norton if you, yeah. if you're gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> that actually like banner turns, turns if, into Ed Norton. If, you know, if they ever do the World Hulk. How I'm guessing is that they're going to say that while Banner probably doesn't even realize that he has a kid, that's how it's going to be revealed. That it's going to be the son that invades Earth. Yeah. That when he was over in wherever he was in. Oh, Ragnarok, yeah, yeah, Hulk yeah. Got with some other alien chick, and um, but Banner has no memory of it, and yeah, that's that's yeah. Gonna, I bet you that's what, yeah. How they're gonna do it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But then that. <laughs> then do i like that because then it's gonna be like okay banner's just gonna stand there he's not gonna want to go and fight his son is he? he's no. gonna be like oh let's talk this out it's like no don't talk it out i want you to just fight i'm okay guy. with ruffalo if we can have angry hulk mm. yeah just let him lose control at some point and bring back the real hulk we never really had the original it ones in the in the in the original avengers and even in the age of ultron one yeah. when he kind of lost it when yeah. Wanda put something in his mind that was that was kind of mad but I'm just I'm just thinking now like maybe Ruffalo has too much power in there and it's kind of just like I think he just wants to act he does he wants to do something on screen isn't it? he just doesn't want to yeah rage out and then have the CG take over doesn't need to just like just you do the banner bit and we'll get somebody else to do the do the whole thing that's what they did that's what they did in incredible hulk for god knows how yeah, many years like exactly. Farino is not not an actor by any no. any stretch of the imagination you know what i mean so yeah I, I, how does it compare to the, <laughs> the incredible hulk tv series oh uh, god <laughs> is it even even though i did love i did love that show back in the day but yeah 
I don't know. Man. <laughs> the thing, is, the thing is, back in those days when I used to see Lou Ferrino, I was like, this is literally like the whole yeah. because you'd never used to see people like that. And now it's like you go down the gym, every other dude is like flipping that yeah. big, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's just um it, it's a very different, different way of kind of thinking about it. So 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 far you're kind of heading towards a thumbs up, right? I'm I not guess. hating the fact that I, there's another episode to watch this week. Like I'm actually looking forward to seeing how they do it i'm very curious how they fit their devil into all of this like i have heard that it's going to be a more light-hearted version because the show is more light-hearted it's just comedy mm. that's basically what it is it's like a comedy so yeah, that yeah it doesn't surprise me but how you know we're gonna yeah just, ah, i wonder how it's all gonna fit yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it'll, be, it'll be interesting because yeah. apparently in the in the in the uh daredevil series they're gonna try and bring all of them back, like you know the the Punisher and Jessica Jones, you know but Luke Cage. Unfortunately, Luke Cage Luke not Cage. mentioned, oh, not no, mentioned for some reason. I heard he was. I it's there. only Iron Fist I heard that wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because in the in the photo that I saw, it didn't have Luke Cage in it. It just so maybe it's just the photo, not the possibly, not the article, possibly. right? So yeah, uh, it would be interesting seeing the new suit there as well. Always looking at a you know a new new cowl to get for the yeah, for the for the cave there as well, man. So but yeah, not too different from the original design, though, which I like, just the colors. Yeah, yeah, which will, which would will be cool, man. So yeah, we'll definitely check that out. Let's go back to DC there for the moment. Um, we've uh, we've got some news of uh, from Matt Reeves about uh, Batman Two, and also from Warner Brothers saying that they're basically going to pretty much give him the keys to the castle, just let him produce what he wants, when he wants, how he wants, right? Um, and Does this mean and... we're still getting Penguin and Arkham I, and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like they've just said basically that they're going to let him do whatever he wants, whatever project he wants um at you know at warner brothers not at dc so it could literally be anything that he wants to turn his hand to um including um you know i think he's getting the same deal that nolan did where it's yeah. like whatever you want to do then you know do a few things there for us which is going to be obviously the batman stuff and then you can do whatever you want there yourself right so um I don't know how much influence he's going to have on that because that um, that Batman um, series, that animated series, was meant to be produced by uh, Matt Reeves and J.J. Abrams. And that's obviously now been taken off HBO Max. So how much of the stuff is he going to be doing on there? J.J. Um, out the door. I'm hearing a lot of... Um, he's not having a great time of it. You know, he's... He, well, I'm assuming <laughs> Superman's right. gone. He had an Apple show where he was going to reunite with... Um, the chick from uh, Alias, and that seems to got shut down. I, yeah, what's going on? Is he falling out of favor? He's the great. He's the greatest employee I've ever seen in my yeah. entire life. Right? I bet I watched this uh, video like a you know a few months back about this uh, this billionaire CEO, right? And um, he's like, he's like, yeah. He goes, the most unwritten rule in when you're an employee is basically go in and based on your contract, do the absolute minimum that you can possibly do <laughs> to to make sure that you fulfill your contract and still get paid, right? Um, because like, unless you want to raise up the ranks, or get like. All my i was like that's amazing man that's exactly what you need to do and jj does exactly that he probably turns up 
writes a few ideas down. It's like, yeah, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Takes the whole day doing it, does a few storyboards, takes it up to head office and they're like, this is all shit, JJ. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't do that, mate. And he's like, okay, see you tomorrow. This <laughs> comes in every day. It's got a hundred million contracts, you know what I mean? So just like, you know, he can just, he can just come in and do whatever the hell he wants uh, when he wants, man. I bet he's just, because he was doing that thing, um, the Michael B. Jordan superman one which seems to be out of the window yeah, there as well yeah. so it's like and the green lantern stuff there as well which seemed to be being produced by somebody else so it's like what the hell is he actually he doing, doing there it's like he's probably spent that 100 mil that a long long time back you know what i mean it's just like um you know the only thing that he did actually since getting the contract was his um getting his son to do a spider-man webcomic which had nothing to do with Disney or Warner Brothers or anything. And it's just like, you know, like, what, where, where did that hundred million go, man? It's like, you know, unless he's maybe seen an executive do something that he shouldn't be doing. And he's just like, look, mate, you just keep me on here. <laughs> and, uh, you know what I mean? That's, uh, that's the thing, man. So um, it'll be interesting to know if Matt Reeves decides that he's going to go and carry on with any of those things, man, because... Um, we know that he's going to be doing the second one, yeah. but in the second one, he's got a co-writer with him now as well. Uh, he doesn't seem to have done a great deal. I looked up the filmography of this guy. I can't remember what his name is now, but I looked it up earlier. Um, and it seems like he's done very little. So probably um, to speed the process up though, so it don't take him three years to write. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's going to be 2024 when it comes out. So um, we're coming towards the end of 2022. And obviously there's a, there's a load of stuff that is coming out next year there as well. So um, yeah, they, they need to go quick on it there as well, because I think, you know, just the uh, nowadays, it's not like, um, you know, you can kind of have a film and then a few years later have another one like we used to do back in the day. It's like literally oh, like man. you need to, all about what have you done for me lately short attention spans nowadays i think the beginning of the end of that was the um was the lord of the rings right because they were like we're gonna have fellowship this year and then we've got two towers next year and then you know and it was literally just like christmas for the three years so it's it's the same thing man they're just gonna be like we're gonna have to release this because if you think about it if it's another two three years that's 2026, right? For the end of the trilogy. That's a long flipping time, man. <laughs> for that to come out. And then you know they're going to reboot it again anyway, right? So, uh, so I bet so. you before the end of this trilogy, if we get one, there will be another Batman simultaneously happening in whatever new version of the DC EU they make. Yeah. It's going to have to be, isn't it? Yeah, That's it's going to have to be because unless they significantly change the idea of this Batman, it's like, how the hell is he going to fit in any of these universes? You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, uh, are we gonna, who's going to tell, you know, Dwayne that he's going to get defeated by, by by Batman tech? You know what I mean? So, you heard what you said the other uh, yeah, day about, he's still talking oh. about the crossover. Like he sees, he's optimistic that it can happen and he will make it happen. Marvel crossed over with DC. The man is a delusional madman. Honestly, <laughs> he like he stopped. He he actually must be stopped. Like Ed's honestly, man. I say this to people like all the time, right? I you know different 
clinics and places that I go to, I'm like, the rock, man, his ego is out of control. He needs to be stopped. And people are like, no, he's such a nice guy. He's done this. He's done. I'm like, he's not. Like, please, like, look, okay. look through the veil, man. Look through the veil, Finally, please. man. I felt so alone <laughs> in being, like, the only one who could see. You could see. It's, I felt, do you ever remember uh, They Live? Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that, like I yeah, found yeah. those sunglasses where I can see the aliens <laughs> and no one else can see them. And that's what I felt like with The Rock and with Will Smith. And it's like, everyone's figured out the Will Smith. <laughs> it's just The Rock now. Yeah, The Rock just needs to batter somebody, basically. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the Rock is going to come, for, for DC fans, the, the Rock mission is going to come when basically he batters Superman. Yeah. And, and people are just going to stare at the screen up. What Ooh. the hell was that? <laughs> like, yeah. literally, like, because because for, for 99% of people, Black Adam is basically a no-name character, right? Because yeah. the average person knows nothing about Black Adam. And if he beats the living shit out of Superman, which is what he's going to want to do, right? Then it's just going to be like, oh, man, you know, I, I, I don't know. Have, have you, um, there's... um there's been more information about the film that has actually come out um, recently to kind of tell, tell you a little bit how they're trying to, trying to take Black Adam's role down a little bit more. So it's basically like um, the, uh, the bad guy Sabak in this. He's like the, basically like the, the, the epitome of the devil kind yeah. of thing, pretty much, right? And um, Black Adam finds that he can't defeat so back on its own from brute force so has to use uh has to basically make a team up of uh, of the jsa um in order to kind of like uh you know get them to to try and fight it um which is basically once again the rock's ego is like okay it's not because i'm not strong enough to defeat him it's basically because he can't be defeated by just brute strength and i could just keep hitting him all day and be completely unvulnerable and it'll be fine but we said there is going to be a common denominator that they were going to have to team up with Dr. Fate and all of them to to make him a hero. And then yeah. everyone else will get obliterated and he'll be the last one standing. Just, <laughs> just the, yeah. one, the, the final blow yeah. will be the yeah. rock. Yeah. I mean, the, the funniest thing, like, uh, you know, I was, um, I, we were actually watching uh, something on Disney Plus while, while we were abroad. And there was um, basically like, the, watching like different kind of shows and stuff like that there and kind of thinking this black adam doesn't actually look like a lot better than a lot of, a lot of tv shows and things that are coming out anyway it's meant to be like this huge huge production right mm. and um and and then like you know watching the trailer recently there as well if you watch it like as somebody who has no idea what black adam is and stuff like that it's just like and watch it from the point of view that like the guy who is making this has the most ridiculous ego that you can ever think in your entire life it actually comes off quite comical right it's like even at the start when he's doing the voiceover in his miami accent like <sighs> oh my <laughs> my my son sacrificed my life so i could live yeah now if my if, if my son sacrificed himself for me i would be a wreck for the rest of my life right i literally just be like I, firstly i'd never allow that to happen ever like it's just not 
be allowed to happen under any circumstances whatsoever. But it's just like you watch it, it's almost comical that it's like his son, who's like it's like a 12-year-old boy, right? In this film, basically like died so the rock could live and just be, you know, like, oh my god. It makes me mad he didn't put in any effort to sound like he was from the period that the character's supposed to be from that he's just doing his normal voice how lazy is that yeah yeah and that's the thing man what i don't understand is like why like so you'll get uh, there was a thing a while back where there was a guy i think his name (laughs) it's not um uh, it's ed something it sounds like ed gein but it's not ed gein you know, he's a serial killer. killer it's yeah. kind of like it's it's like his surname is a bit like that. I can't remember what it was, but there was like um when Hellboy was coming out and he was basically playing this character, and it was like you can't play this character because he's meant to be like you know uh, from the Asian subcontinent. Um, you know, th- sorry, uh, like uh, you know, um, I think he's he's meant to be like Chinese or or Taiwanese or something like that. And they're like, you can't play that character. You can't play that character, right? And it's like, I look at this and it's like, people say like, oh, uh, you go on the DC forums and they're like, okay, you've got this big Polynesian dude playing somebody from the Middle East. Like, why is nobody complaining about that? And you'll get a hundred people saying like, you know, so-called DC fans being like, oh yeah, you know, uh, yeah, but uh, Kandak is a made up place. There's no like, you know, um, thing saying that, you know, he can play that and whatever. And it's like, you can show them like, 50 comic book panels of Kandak with like a Saddam Hussein looking guy as like the leader of it. Is it supposed to be Middle East or North Africa? Well, it's basically somewhere within that area that got conquested in, you know, 600 to 1100, you know, AD. Um, So all of that North African area going all the way to the Arabian subcontinent, going all the way up you know, past kind of, you know, Turkey and, and Southern Spain, all of that kind of area kind of culture, basically, right? Yeah. So either way, it damn sure ain't Polynesian, right? Yeah. So, so it's kind of, and Polynesian with a Miami accent is even more comical, man. <laughs> it's just like, you know, um, I don't know. It's going to take a lot to sell me this film, man. Especially the fact that Hawkman's going to get battered within the first two seconds, anyway. So, um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a very funny one, man. So, um, should we just skip to some independent comic stuff? And uh, I was talking um, a couple of weeks ago about Paper Girls, which, like I said, wasn't. It's not like going to set the world on fire or whatever, and it has obviously had a lot of um comparisons to um to stranger things but the only reason why i thought it's kind of okay was because how similar it was to the kind of comic book um and i kind of wanted to see like you know what you would think after after watching it so i, I think you've cleared like one or two episodes right so yeah got a start on it and yeah i actually liked it i like the characters i like the dynamic of these girls that it is weird that all these girls are just coincidentally all just on the in the, uh, the, the paper roll yeah. in one night and yeah you can see like it doesn't have the budget of a stranger things but no I'm, I'm still intrigued by where it goes and yeah they've just kind of woken up in the modern day so or ran out into the modern day period so yeah i'm actually curious to see where it kind of goes and who these people are that are running around shooting lasers around the place yeah i mean it's 
from I haven't completed the whole bit there either yet, but basically like from just from the get go is is really much like like the comic book. But I kind of just think to myself like how many people have read that to actually be like you know I actually want to go and you know go and go and watch the thing there itself. You know what I mean? It's just like. I've got a feeling this is going to be a one and done, you know, that one series, yeah. um, which covers two volumes from what I've heard of the, you know, the graphic novels, and it's just going to be, it's going to be gone, and nobody's going to remember it ever, that's ever the, again. That's after the gamble that. when you're a producer, isn't it? When you you want to try and buy the rights to something which is popular, but not too popular. It's going to be too expensive to get the rights to it, but something that could potentially kind of blow up and be cult, like the boys. You know, it was popular but it wasn't like a massive thing mm. that they it would probably cost them that much to get it. and yeah look what happened so yeah it's not an easy thing to figure out what's going to be the next what do you think is is potentially going to be the next they've tried it so many times they tried the um the mark miller stuff with the jupiter um what was it the jupiter ascending, ascending or jupiter rising or whatever something like that yeah um, think... and yeah if they're willing to spend money, it probably won't be cheap, but probably won't be that expensive either. I guess Saga. That people seem to love that. So maybe that's something that could Saga is really good. Yeah. Um, but the budget would be insane. Yeah. Because it's going to different planets all the time. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's... if you watch the, the new Star Trek shows, they've mm-hmm. shown that you can do it now and they, they look amazing, those shows. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess yeah, that would be that that could be something like that it'll be it'll be interesting i've got the feeling they're probably going to go more for something like bedlam or something like that because there seems to be this kind of template of like getting established characters and just like flipping them around a bit so we've got obviously like the you know the the boys doing the doing the the alternate like bad version of of superman and stuff like that um and in bedlam even though it's only two volumes where it basically has like a guy who basically was the Joker and ends up getting sent to an Arkham Asylum kind of place. And they do surgery on him and basically like um, uh, cognitive therapy on him at the same time. Mm. And basically now he goes around like helping people, helping the police solve crimes. Mm. And they're literally really, I mean, this guy kills hundreds of people, like how he'd be released, like God knows what, right? But basically it's like, he's been released and now he helps the police, gets involved in crimes, like kind of like, you know, I'm solving this or whatever, but it's always kind of at the back of your mind, like, is this guy gonna flip back to, you know, to that to that like kind of thing? Like your version of what Lucifer is actually, but yeah. yeah. And but, even, wasn't there some talk about um, Irredeemable maybe being adapted? Yeah, so that is 50 Cent is doing that, right? He's doing uh, that with, I can't remember who else he's doing it with. But yeah, he's basically wanted to wanted to create that kind of thing. But Irredeemable is one of these things, like I, I think like with the boys, there's so much when they did and it went like, it, it went it goes really well through the comic books and it flows really well actually through the the series there as well and irredeemable is one of these ones that kind of starts off really good in the comic books and just loses its way and it just like is just because there's only one thread throughout the entire thing is like this guy went bad why is he gone bad we need to kind of stop him from being bad and it's like but you see yeah. with the boys they've changed quite a bit of that now 
yeah compared to where it goes and it, it's i have to say it's better than what i've been reading in the book so and have even seen... in, in um even invincible I actually went and started reading that and it's all the things are still in there but it's all in a different order the events so yeah, it can. The mad people. thing about Invincible is it's like there's so many volumes, and this is literally yeah. just like what it's like. How are they gonna do this? Could be like 20 seasons long or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's gonna be like Simpsons level, man. If they end up have you read any of the other um uh irredeemable books, the incorruptible and there's some other one? No, no. I I I know obviously of the character who is basically like you know, um the <laughs> The, the, a villain who ended up, you know, becoming the yeah. good guy and then ends up trying to stop, is you know, Aerodine. The answer to tell all three of those, because I think there's three other, well, there's three books altogether. I don't know what the Chronicle Order is, but is it possible to tell all three in one go to make it more of a diverse show? Uh, possibly, because in the, in the Incorruptible one, there's a lot of flashbacks to the reason why he kind of, changed into becoming like the good guy and it wasn't never really about he's more like a anti-hero kind of you know kind of character and stuff like that but he's the only one who seemed too powerful enough to uh you know to to defeat um you know de defeat the, the the main character in irredeemable so it's kind of like yeah they could they could do that i think that would be that would be interesting um but yeah same again it's like can they do something with that with that budget I don't know. Like, I kind of, I kind of think a lot of the time, like some of these ones that are just, um, just like, uh, you know, like simple stories that that you know they could they could adapt. Maybe you know, maybe interesting. I mean, I, I think, I think something like I've been reading this one called Nailbiter about basically there's this town um and in this town it seems to produce like serial killers like every year there's like hundreds and hundreds Ooh, of serial like killers like <laughs> and they all come out of this one town right and it's bizarre because they're like um you know once they've traced them caught them it's like they were born and raised in this one town mm. and this one town is now become famous for like serial killers and they have like um you know they have shops where they're basically like collected some of like the things and stuff like that and they're this kind of weird macabre kind of like um uh, uh people turn up and like try and take photos of the areas where these people lived and all that kind of stuff um and it's basically yeah it's basically because there's this like weird experimentation going on there and things like that and i think um that could be something that could that because it wouldn't be that bigger you know yeah. bigger What's budget it and stuff uh it's called nail biter nail biter look out for that one That's yeah because basically the guy who is who used to be a serial killer but kind of like is like helping people now his kind of tactic was basically that he would he had some weird fetish for people's nails and fingers <laughs> so he would like kill them and then just bite all their fingers off and stuff like that. What happened to Chew? Wasn't that supposed Chew to be Chew as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was another one that, that could seems be to disappear. I heard I thought I heard they were doing it, but now it just seems to just vanished. I mean, that I think actually could be hilarious, like sickeningly hilarious, <laughs> right? But it could be hilarious. Like, did he ever back in the day? This is like a really kind of 
um kind of fringe kind of program but there was this program called due south back in the day yeah and it's basically about this uh, <laughs> it was basically about this uh policeman and a canadian mountie, mountie right yeah. and the mountie had this weird way of like solving crimes and stuff like he'd basically go up um to like somebody's house where they've been like a, a murder or something and he'd go and pick up like a, a piece of dog crap or something and like lick it and then, and the police would be looking at him like what the hell are you doing right or we'd be like smelling it and stuff like that and he'd be like that's disgusting he'd be like oh yeah this is fresh so you know this is this thing has only been happening a lot and it'll be like it'll be something like funny but also disgusting kind of like that what you know what chew is doing man i think that would be an amazing one to adapt man um but you know i i don't know the one that i think they my number one that they should adapt um is uh what is the name of it it's up here uh department of truth is called right um it's made by james tinian and basically it's a story that is like so relevant for today um because you have this hidden government department which is run by lee harvey oswald right um and it's been going since the 60s it's basically what it is is you have these groups of people who um, they can create a conspiracy theory. And basically, if you get enough people to believe the conspiracy theory, it actually comes to life, right? It actually becomes true. So you, you have these, the <laughs> yeah. So you basically have these kind of groups of, of people who are um, obsessed with creating their own world. And um, they're like these, you know, these, these, billionaire elites or whatever so they kind of create this thing where it's like they all go on the ship and they try and find the ice wall at the end of the flat earth and basically what they've been doing is they've been seeding the internet with all this information about <laughs> flat earth and stuff and because enough people believe it they actually go it to created. the end of the earth and the ice wall is there that they see sounds it sounds like a sandman story but <laughs> <laughs> yeah not people then, dream it it becomes true it becomes true and then they have um they have lee harvey oswald and his department which is the department of truth and their job is to stop this stuff from actually happening mm. um so um you know there, uh, there's like another story where there's this guy and basically he's convinced that he's seen a bigfoot right and basically like there's enough of these kind of he he basically kind of takes a picture of a foot a picture of this picture of that puts it on the internet millions of people are following him and because of that it starts to become more and more real that the bigfoot is there and the bigfoot is there and then the department of truth come up kind of like x-files and they basically have to kill him and also kill the bigfoot and bury the evidence of him and like the bigfoot that. so that nobody can see it otherwise like it'll become that. reality um that That's i think would one. be would, would be a good one to kind of come through man so that that would be interesting um should we talk about i don't know why i'm laughing but should we talk about the news of um the actor from superman and lois uh has now left the the guy who's playing jonathan kent the son with um, the powers yeah and and it's interesting because i don't know man a lot of the time when i see things like this i kind of read between the lines a little bit and kind of see like okay um uh, is this is this really the problem that the person is talking about or is there something else that's kind of behind this 
Um, and he was talking a lot on his social media about how it felt great to play that character from the Bizarro world, mm. where it's kind of like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, he's got his own demons, but, you know, he's definitely a proper villain and like all this kind of stuff. Um, and then he talks about how he's having many kind of issues and he wants to kind of pull away from doing, you know, uh, doing work with like Superman Lois. And kind of, for me, I don't know, uh, people you can shoot me down about this or whatever but reading between the lines i'm kind of thinking is he kind of fed up of being the one who's not really got any story i was thinking that that he's fed up or he wants to he feels like he's gotten too big for the show or he has potential to be more than what the show has him doing yeah and it's just like he's he's sitting there there's no you know there's not there's it, there's no real story for him because like where can he go he's always the second guy uh he had a taste of it a little bit with that yeah. bizarro episode and um they're Agent. probably saying agent's probably in his ear like marvel are never going to pick you up if you know if you keep playing this character they have to see you in the light of being a hero all this leading mad stuff Ugh. yeah yeah you're gonna you know how you're gonna end up becoming a big star in this and that or whatever probably talking to him about that ask for a better deal and they're probably saying to him, well, no, you know, the Jordan character is the, is the, is the, is the star that we're trying to push in this. Um, and I don't know. I'm, that's what I'm thinking, man. I'm, I'm maybe completely wrong. And maybe the poor guy actually is having, uh, you know, a lot of mental health issues and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. My, my kind of thought process is I kind of think nowadays, right, if, um, say, for example, like, you know, I'm at my work and something isn't going quite right. I can go there and I can just operate for another half an hour, 40 minutes until I get it right. Mm. And nobody's going to know that that 10, 15 minutes was going wrong at that particular point And I fixed it and it's fine. Right. Whereas in this kind of thing, in this kind of profession, like you're an actor, like he's probably getting cussed the crap out of on social media like you got no powers you're pathetic you're this blah blah like you know what people are like uh, you know what i mean baffles me why that still has power over people man just turn off your phone that, like, do, you, do you think that's possible for the like the majority of kind of people man like just i, I don't not know anymore. like not anymore obviously because yeah people commit suicide over this sort of stuff it's, it's yeah mad. i i told I, t I told a nurse the other day that one of my videos where i told people how to how to open the boot on a on a 25 year old mercedes without without a key right because the batteries failed had got forty six thousand views on on uh, youtube and for the rest of the day she's looking at me like i was some kind of super superstar of wow. the world right <laughs> so this is this is kind of the thing like basically like it shows you how glued people are to yeah. their phones and how obsessed they are with something like that there's something so mundane and pathetic can kind of make you like you know so so kind of you know kind of big in their yeah. eyes man it's just like attention I, that's what people want though I, that's, yeah that's fame attention it's not being good at anything it's just people know you wow you're amazing that's true so should we get off something a bit heavy now kind of go to something super light-hearted have you watched i am groot <laughs> You know, I watched one of them. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it was 
fine. I don't even remember what the hell story was. But yeah, it's because they just don't feel consequence consequential enough to really mean watch it. I can just watch it many times. It doesn't really feel like that that important to watch. And they're just really short as well. So they're for little little kids. Like yeah. my my um my kids and my nieces were watching it and were laughing their heads off. Thought uh, it's the best thing ever. They were just like, oh, it's so funny. So I, was like, I was watching it thinking, okay, this is, you know, okay, it's funny for a little kid. Yeah. And they just, you know, it's weird. Like sometimes you watch certain things like, um, you know, like they've got, uh, what's it called? Um, Ninjago and stuff on, yeah. uh, on Netflix. These episodes are six, seven minutes long. And it's kind of like you... You think what this is like six seven minutes long for an episode, but also the same same thing with this. It's like maybe five six minutes long for like a whole episode. That's perfect um, for a little kid, though, isn't it? They can go watch it on their phone or their tablet, and then off out to play. Love, you know, on to the next. That's the thing. They just thought it's is like the funniest thing ever. Um, and you know, it's just like it is. It, it is one of those things where it's literally captured the the target audience and just grabbed it and said, you know that that's it and kind of wrong with it so i don't know man uh when that gets gets anywhere near having a second series i i i have i have no idea man but yeah um in terms of that man uh i think we seem to be a little bit short on news this kind of uh you know this week oh, so plenty that's yeah yeah and no, i'm just i'm just thinking there's no there's no other news coming from dc or marvel at the moment it's kind of like you know like in the in the papers they have this what they call the silly season where they just put on the uh, the crappy kind of stories in yeah. the uh you know in the, in the summertime and stuff kind of seems a kind of seems a bit like that so um yeah so uh, like i said there doesn't seem to be any more news guys so we'll, we'll we're gonna um kind of bring it to a close of the podcast there but i'd like to know what people think really of she hulk man especially people who are within that demographic um who it's meant to be targeting what did you think of it um let us know there on the facebook channel which is the most um kind of active uh which is dc versus me at the marvel podcast or you can email us on dcvs marvel pod at gmail.com um and make sure you check us on uh, on all of the uh all of the uh, podcast channels there as well uh, if you want to see about general movies and stuff like that um have you guys seen nope have you reviewed nope i have reviewed no nope more okay great yeah. uh guys check check out eds on the uh on the other um channel that he is on which is talking at the movies on all podcasting platforms go give that a look yeah, man. Yeah, nope gets a ten out of ten for me just for cussing the CW. That's the, <laughs> that is, that's the, one, that's the one thing that always, you know, just made me happy throughout it. So that was it. But little, um, little side, not you like watching um House of the Dragons yet? House of the Dragon. Uh, haven't watched it yet. I was waiting to go home, see it on the big screen. So I will probably check that out tonight. Out man. So we'll nice. see. Dig out the projector and then uh, and then see. So we'll we'll see. We'll talk about that there there next time there as well. So. Until then, guys, uh, we'll see you again next time. Later.